Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey, guys and girls. Welcome to the Super Trash Supergirl podcast. I'm Jen. I am Alyssa. Yay! We kind of did a good intro. And uh, today we are talking about... Supergirl episode six. Uh, it was called Midvale, right? Was it? I don't know. I actually Let's, probably should have looked that up. We, yeah, we are really. Uh, we kind of had a good start, and then it immediately tanked. Um, let's see. Yeah, it was called Midvale. Uh, yeah. So was that a was that a coastline town? It kind of looked like it. Kind of. I don't know. Like with a lot like of a the beach town. Or a, or a lake town. It might have been a lake, but it, there was a cruise boat in the water. So I thought it was like a, either a, a Pacific Northwest town, maybe close to the Canadian border because of all the different <laughs> references to it. I don't know. Um, Which we need to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, the drugs smuggled over from the Canadian border. And I have a story to tell about that. I'm guessing it must have been like, like medicinal drugs not like drug drugs like you know like those cheap oh no that was coke that was that was a cheap. brick of coke yeah i know i was i was <laughs> oh, making a joke about different healthcare and how expensive oh. medicine <laughs> is over here on the side on the south of the border yeah uh <laughs> so <laughs> this episode no, that was coke jen that was I, a cheese <laughs> thank you Alyssa. <laughs> trying to make a joke here yeah anyway anyway this episode focused mostly or entirely on the danvers sisters Kara and alex and uh what did you what did you think of it Alyssa? i i liked it um i think that the episode could have used a little more pullbacks to the present it just didn't need to be fully in the past um yeah i just think it could have like used a little break in the the backstory of the, I mean that's what the episode was but I don't think it needed to be bookend just by the present I think it could have had one or two pullbacks to the present midway through I agree with you um I thought that the story was okay it wasn't anything too great um the casting though the casting was phenomenal but I I agree with you that I think that it felt too much like it was trying to be a pilot for a, another tv show which and I would watch, probably. I probably would. I mean, I you know, I don't know. Obviously, this is the Super Trash Podcast, so we're pretty trashy. <laughs> we watch some garbage TV, so we would probably watch something like I that. I still watch Grey's, which, that reference to Isaiah Washington, loved it. Wait, there was a <laughs> reference to Isaiah Washington? Did I miss that? Yes. Uh-oh. What was the reference? Um, When Kara was in school... And it was just before, just after that morning where Kara was like, oh, I'm so good at calculus. And Krypton, we learned it and we were four. And yeah, then, I would have hated Kara too, by the way. Oh my God, I would have hated her. But they asked who was the leader of the Continental Army. And Kara's like, Washington. Isaiah Washington? Oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and then yes. Alex comes in and I was like, I wish so badly that those two had um overlapped on grays i'm pretty sure they didn't no but that would have made it all the funnier <sighs> um, but basically this was an episode of veronica mars in supergirl yeah yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> and like all around all around like i i don't know if i was just felt really smart yesterday or if it was the episode but i guessed every single thing that was happening I knew who the bad guy was. I mean, I think it was all not I mean, not not to take away from your victory because and I you knew are it was very John. intelligent. I knew it was John. You knew as it was John. As... Yeah. Okay. So, how did you know it was John, though? Because um, I knew it wasn't the parent, and then I knew that they knew um, Eliza knew him, and so I think I was like, she must have been really scared, so she had someone come in, and then the badge. I was thinking back to. Um, 
Alex's badge that would become whatever it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was, she was like, I'm the FBI, and I there's no way that um, Astra and Eliza knew each other. So the only thing that could have been was John. So I knew it about like a minute into it. Huh. That's uh. I mean, I didn't know. I assumed. Like, right. that was my guess immediately. I, I can't remember um, how Eliza and John know each other. Like, but did he, like... he revealed himself to her after he thought that um, their dad had died? Right? I think. I don't know. Maybe I made that up in my head. No, I think you're right. I think you're <laughs> um... right. I think that he did reveal himself to her. And she was like, yeah, whatever. I like aliens. Even if they didn't, you think the show wouldn't do some... Um back what's it called um retconning right Ret- yeah you don't think it would retcon oh i totally think that it would especially with the move to the cw also um, all shows do it oh yeah oh like there's very few shows that don't you it's... know i f- still talking about that scene a little bit mm-hmm. um sorry i didn't mean to cut you off also wait it was unnecessarily confusing it like I don't know what she was saying, and I think that because they recast uh, Supergirl's mom, uh-huh. and I mean Laura Benanti is 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 gone. She can't she can't do it anymore. I understand that, but I think that because of that, it lost some of the emotional impact because I don't look at that woman and see Kara's mom. You know what no, I mean? No, but also, what was the point of it being a Kara's mom lookalike? I don't know. Except I step back. Like why? Wouldn't that be less impactful to be like, there's my mom's doppelganger. My mom already has a twin. Right. So, like, it's the third doppelganger? Yeah, my mom has a doppelganger, and she's telling me to (laughs) not be myself. She's telling me to not use my powers. Like, there was no reason. Yeah, it felt felt very out of place. Um, I think, I don't know. I think it would, I think it would have meant more if Clark had been the one to talk to her to tell her how important it would be for her to be normal to like to have this like childhood adolescence you know what I mean like to to force yourself to be within the society to understand it more rather Mm -hmm. than constantly be an outsider like I think that Clark has that unique perspective yeah he grew up there from being a baby but he also has that tie to having superpowers and juggling the two worlds between being a superhero and being a quote-unquote human being. Um, did you notice what book Eliza was reading when the kids came down? No. Cat Grant biography. Oh, look at that. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love the little references like that. Um, you love that I noticed them. Yeah. you don't. <laughs> You usually Speak. do. I do. I do normally. For whatever reason, I wasn't as engrossed in this episode. Like, because you were expecting your girls. I was. I was expecting a lot more grown-up Kara and Alex, and instead, I had to get comfortable with these new kids. Who, again, great casting. They mm-hmm. like and pretty good acting. Yeah, and so and like they. And then, you know, they had, you know, the mannerisms and stuff. Like, I thought, like, I was looking at a younger Kyler Lee. When um, Kara um, crushed that lunch table, I felt like I was watching a young Melissa. Yeah, I agree. Like, it like was... everything about it, the way she did it, the way she looked at him. Very well everything. done. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I, I think the thing that um, confused me, I never, I don't know if you were the same way, but I, I never thought this before. I just always assumed that Alex was like five or six years older than Kara. Uh, the age really messed me up because also the age is confusing with me with when she had that fallout with that girl that she was in love with. Yeah. Was that supposed to be before or after that? Because it made it seem like Kara just came to them. And but they so, didn't like... because they had the episode, they had the, the flashback, I think it was season one, um, where Kara saved the little girl from the car. But where was that in terms that was... of this? That, that, that seemed seem like... like it was, like, right after she had come to Earth. And she looked like she was, like, 12 at that point. Yeah. So I mean, again, I don't blame shows like this when they have to 
like when they have to go back in the past and do sh- stuff like that, I'm okay with. See, but I, but I'm not like you know they can still be antagonistic and and live together for the last five or six years, or they can be antagonistic and not be the exact same age in the exact same class in the That's same true. grade and kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like my sister and I, we're three three years apart. But then all of a sudden you became six years apart. Wait, what? No, that didn't happen. No, I was not making like... a joke. There. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> The, the inflection in your voice didn't change at all. So I was like, oh, wow, she's really serious. I don't know how to handle this. This is uh, uncomfortable for me and uh, for all the listeners. Um, no, I mean, like, I think, um, you know, you could definitely play something up. Like, I think of my sister and I when we were both in high school. I was a, I was a senior. She was a freshman. I didn't want anything to do with her. I was cooler than her. I had my grown-up-ass friends. And, oh, I was, I was the worst. Like, I, I was not. And you uh, still are. I, I am still the worst. Um, thankfully, my sister still loves me, and she's the most wonderful, beautiful person in the world. But uh, I did not like her in high school. Sister, she you would, should be listening. She would, uh, she would, <laughs> no, she knows, she knows I would say this about her, uh, even if uh, she wasn't here. Though she was kind of a bitch in high school because she would wear my clothes and stretch them out and I'd get really mad. Um, okay, again, you're being the bitch in this scenario. <laughs> what? I don't even, I, you know what, they've. These accusations against my character are uncalled for. I really think that, you know, as a... No, I'm kidding. I was a bitch. But, you know, there there is, you know, there's antagonism there. You know, you don't have to put them in the same freaking grade. And... They're not. Change. I thought... I didn't think they were... Wait, I didn't think they were the same grade. I think that Kara was just a genius. I No, no. I thought Kara was, like, a freshman and... Alex was a, a junior, but I thought Kara was just very smart, so she was in all her classes. Mm. That's how I read it. I could have been completely wrong. Is I mean, I think that that's something that I could understand for, like, the math and maybe science classes, because a lot of those you can test out of or, you know, like, move forward. But I find it really hard to believe that Kara thought Isaiah Washington <laughs> was... <laughs> A general in the U.S. Uh, Army, and then got placed to a higher and then history got placed class. to a higher history class. So that's that's a little because the thing is, even though like Kara was younger, Kara is a younger sister. They definitely didn't go. Did Kara go to college? She had to have gone to college. Yeah, she had um, to have gone to college. There's no way like... that she is considered a report. I mean, I you <laughs> really? know, I mean. <laughs> I, I use the term reporter loosely when talking about Cara Danvers. Oh, I thought you meant the fact that, like, in this world, do you think that you actually needed a degree to do anything? Oh. I mean, I think, I think you still need a degree to be a reporter. In this world? I don't know. I mean, clearly the education of... is better because Ruby spoke French. And... You were the first to bring Ruby up tonight. Boom, boom. Oh, do I get, like a like, a sticker? An yeah, award or something. I just assume that Kara was like advanced placed. So you are always the one who nitpicks the little details. That's well, to a me, little, that was... that's a little detail that irritates me. The fact that if if she is younger than Alex, which that makes a lot more sense and and makes the whole relationship and uh, episode a little less grating for me, but um, she wouldn't be placed in a higher history class. Like that's not. I think, that, like, put her in the darn calculus class or something. So or I, I think know. the only point was, that, I mean, I agree. And I still don't, I think that they didn't think ahead to this. Because I think they were like, there's one thing she's not good at, right? Like, everything else, science, math, right? Um, Kryptonians are worlds ahead. Right. She wouldn't, she wouldn't know she, U.S. history. Yeah. And she would also probably, she would probably pick up English in a second. She'd probably pick up, like, books and reading and seeing the themes in a second. Yeah. So the only thing that she would not be able to do is history. So that was the only way to show this. And then I can I can understand they're in the same gym class because we had our gym classes were every age, every grade. Really? Yeah. So like we would have our gym class, but we would do the same. We would be in the same class and do the same stuff with like seniors and stuff like that. I also went to a school with like I graduated with 100, 120 kids in a public school. 
Oh, yeah. Mine was a lot larger than that. <laughs> but I have a question for you. Okay. I have an answer. Did you? Maybe. Did you ever have to wear, like, school shirts to gym? Yes. We had school. We okay. had a school gym uniform. Okay. We didn't. Our... Wow. We went to, like, different schools. I had gym with anyone i didn't have to wear a uniform this is so uncomfortable and i only did gym <laughs> in ninth grade and i didn't have to do it anymore after that you had to play you could place out you just you just took health class and then after you took health class in 10th grade you just didn't have to take anymore it oh. was it was it was so it was gym and then health and then probably driver's ed in 11th grade for half a semester and then it was <laughs> that, that was just, it that's the same that's the same for your body it's well yeah, i mean uh, look uh, our school system was not the greatest i'm gonna be honest and uh <laughs> yay this is a fun conversation let's go back to supergirl so so i do have more thoughts on like josie said that she was 17 that was alex's friend so that was like straight out of veronica mars yeah but okay so my thinking there is that we were talking about Alex and her friendship with her uh, best friend in high school. And I can't remember the name of the friend that she mentioned uh, when she came out to Kara. Did she say a name of a friend? I should go back and watch. I see, it we wasn't should... that, though. It wasn't Josie. I know that. But I was trying to think because if Josie was 17, I assumed that they were both then seniors, right? I think they were supposed to be 13 during that. I think it was a little younger. Okay. I'd have um, to go back and watch it. But, uh... I was, but Kara was around, so I was I was low key kind of hoping that we would see like hints uh, of baby gay Alex. Uh, besides we did. just the clothing, that best. <laughs> that so, I mean the clothes, but like, come on. It was also um, it was also the nineties, I assume. So we all dressed kind of know. gay as I'm girls. I'm sorry. Did people wear vests to school for you? Because <laughs> my school they didn't. I'm wearing a vest right now. Yeah, <laughs> but. That is different. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> and you're also just wearing a vest because you want to be Alex. What? Um, try to deny it. Uh... Okay, so the thrust of this... I use that word a lot, but anyway. Did you the say thrust of this... the thrust? Yeah, what else would I use? I, I don't know, a lot, but it's a, a lot very of sexual word. I'm not sure why you would use it in this context well, the, i'm saying the thrust of the of the story like the keep using that word. what pushes it i'm not good at okay we'll edit that entire part out no it's that... amazing don't you dare edit that part out because <laughs> i have editing power um so like the the catalyst of this whole thing was kenny's death which can like, we they told... okay c- could they have picked a different name yeah, they were just trying. I think, like, do you think they were trying to play up 90s? I don't know. But it was honestly, it was distracting and it took away from the entire emotional pull of that kid dying. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I just looked at my notes and it said, Kara sucks as a younger sister. <laughs> oh, she does. She definitely <laughs> does suck as a younger sister. Also, the fact that she said arch nemesis. Yeah, that me. was weird. <laughs> I loved it, but it kills me because I'm like, you didn't speak English on Krypton, right? Like, they yeah, did. There, so there is there is some comic book context with Kryptonians and being able to understand different languages. But um, they understood Latin also? Because yeah. Nemesis and Nemesi is a Latin. Wait, Nemesis is IS. So you... it wouldn't be Nemesi, right? I have no idea. Um, I took one year of Latin. So. I'm to so not you be should, the authority. So you should know, though. Like, I have taken zero years of Latin. Anyway, so <laughs> they killed Kenny. Um, so Kenny said... I couldn't take then, that seriously whatsoever. Um, but then Kara's upset because she almost kisses Kenny the night before, which was kind of cute. I did not like Kenny. I thought Kenny was cute. I thought the telescope comments were, like, a little too much. Right. from the For the writers, not for him. I thought that was the writers being weird. We say that a lot in terms of Supergirl. I know. Maybe we shouldn't if we want them to like us. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest. They're, they're never they they're never going to like me. Um, but it's really weird for me. I guess I'm in my late 20s now. And to watch something that's 10 years ago and be like, wow, I fully remember that. 
I don't know if that makes sense. Also, it's it's not 90s. It's 2007. We're saying 90s. Oh, my God. Wait. Oh, my God. Is it really only 10 years ago? 2007? Yeah. It's 2007. Oh, my We're God. Wrong. So, like... I was getting ready to graduate college i was in my fresh i was in my freshman or sophomore year of college so like we're saying this stuff like so pretty much ignore everything we've said so far yeah and and you know what okay i take back the uh all girls dress kind of gay because in 2007 they were not dressing as gay as alex was dressing wait also there's no way 10 years ago alex was in high school yeah i don't know that that alex Alex isn't even 20 Alex is younger than me. Bullshit. No, doesn't she? Doesn't she say that she's twenty eight when she comes out to Maggie? Okay, well that means so that she's means like she could. That means that they're right. She could have been a senior in two thousand seven. I get. I mean, she was like eight. Because then she could be a year younger than me. I graduated in oh six. I'm twenty eight right now. I I I don't. I mean, I think that that's pushing it. Um. And uh, I just, I struggle because I look at, like, a lot of these characters. I look at, like, the CW and things like that. And I think, you know, oh, they're, like, you know, I, I look at Alex and Maggie and I'm, like, oh, they're, like, 33, 35. You know what I mean? Like, they're in their 30s, right? And then they say something like, oh, yeah, well, I'm, you know, my whole life and I'm 28. And I'm, like, oh. I could see Alex being 28, 29. I guess. I guess I just. I'm young. I'm like. I still oh, think she should be like 32, 33. I'm older than all of the people on this show. I, I feel also so underaccomplished. Twenty four. Yeah. So, Kenny dies. Car's <laughs> upset because everyone cares, but they don't really because no one knew him. So she goes back to the spot in the woods that they telescope to the sky. At the same time that Alex comes. To remember Kenny, because that's the same spot they had calculus tutoring in? In the woods? I'm kind of questioning Kenny's morals here. <laughs> what What if it was raining? Where did they do tutoring? And I'm back to being in his bedroom. <laughs> no, Kenny was not like that with Alex. I know. Alex was gay. Yeah, because he probably already knew then that Alex was yeah. gay. Oh, Kenny totally knew. Kenny yeah. was the keeper of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so that is the that is the moment that they decide they're going to work together, do some sleuthing. Do sleuthing. Is that when they almost get run over by a car that same night? I can't remember. No, no, because uh, they go to they go to school and then Alex confronts Josie. They go they they find uh, the laptop and take yes. it back. And, and they are only able, able to decrypt the one picture, and that's and then the next day they go to school, blah blah blah. Then they no, get no, 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 you're wrong. They couldn't open any files, but they were able to get into his email. Oh, that's right. So email. he I'm emailed sorry, that, that, that minor detail. <laughs> he emailed the teacher, being like, "I saw you." Why was Kenny taking pictures of everyone with his telescope? Because as we have established through Supergirl and Stranger Things, um, single dudes in small towns are very lonely and bored and like to spy on other people. Or like maybe he never remembered to turn it off. So like while he's walking, the telescope is like a video camera taking stills. I want to give Penny the benefit of the doubt. No, he's nosy. I mean, everybody's nosy. nosy. You're nosy. You can't deny that. You're nosy as hell. I so if you had access to a telescope, you would be spying on all of your neighbors. No, I wouldn't. I'd be too scared. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, um, uh, do we want to discuss the teacher relationship? Because it's so like I don't think they um, covered it poorly. I don't think they covered it well. I just think it was like part of the story. It was it it was a. Uh, lame attempt to throw us off the sheriff's trail i think that that was it, it i was think basically it was just veronica mars like i can't i don't know how to put it any other way than that i don't know it was like had... adam scott it just reminded me like that whole like it felt so to veronica marzi from the beginning right and then that happened and even I'm with like, the music and everything i just love that in that scene to pull back when they were in 
the study room slash telescope woods area. Um, that Alex was the one that's like, I can't see anything, but you can. And I kind of love that. That Alex was the one that's like, Kara, like, use your powers. You're special. Like, you can do this. I'm I, encouraging I, her. Yeah, I did kind of love that, too. That, like, she disliked her sister, but I don't think that she ever she didn't dislike didn't... her. Huh? So I think the part of that is that I think part of what is kind of hard to um, measure in this is that it's happening after her father left or after her father disappeared. Right. And so I think there's and I think they they tried to touch on it, but it didn't really work well because they they tried to make it seem like this is their relationship and this is what it's always been. But it's also because her dad's gone. But it was like, what was it before then? Yeah. You know, like, was this a shift or was this what it was? Because they tried to play both hands there. And so was it a, a daughter upset because her life was shattered because she has a sister? Or her life is shattered because her dad is gone and her sister is the easiest thing to blame that she doesn't have as much of a connection with because she's new. Everything else besides Kara is the same. So Kara has to be the reason. She's just trying to make sense of it. So that's I, what I think was lost. Yeah. I think that I think that there are multiple factors and all of that and none of which came across very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've said a couple of times or I've said a couple of times already in this podcast that there were a lot of emotional moments within this episode that didn't quite hit that chord correctly because for whatever reason and so, and I think that the impact of losing her dad was completely lost through the oh, episode. It's like an lost. offhand comment mentioned by someone, and they made also, it seem I didn't even like realize that was where we were in the timeline. The timeline is very confusing until it was explicitly brought up. Oh yeah, my dad's gone. You're the reason why. I was just like, I guess the dad's just at work. Yeah. Nope. I think that, you know, I think it's Josie who says to Alex, why did your parents ever adopt her? Talking about Kara. And it makes it sound like they had just recently adopted Kara. And so it it messes with the whole timeline. I, I, I just don't think that uh, any of that came across very well. Mm-mm. And I've completely lost my train of thought here. I was going to mention something about her dad. I, I think that I think that it's a lot of those factors and it was just the easiest one to blame is just, oh, they adopted Kara and now she has to adjust. And it makes for like a, a richer story of these two coming together. But I think in reality, like, I don't know if it was this way for you, but like sisters bug the crap out of each other. Siblings oh. in general bug the crap out of each other. So like if she they adopt someone who shows up and has these special powers that her parents also love and she's also good at school you know and and Alex is responsible for her like of course Alex is going to harbor some kind of resentment toward her younger sister you know she might love her but I don't think that they made it they needed to make it seem like Kara had just been adopted yeah so either it's she's blaming Kara for her father but she doesn't know why her father left at this point, right? Yeah, I don't think that they know. She didn't know lived- that her dad worked at the DEO. Not until later. What did later. she know about her dad at this point? Everybody thought that he died. Okay, I can understand her blaming Kara that her dad died in the teenage, irrational mindset. Yeah. And being like, you were adopted, everything changed, blah, blah, blah. But not like oh, why did your parents adopt her? Like, that's not part of it. They would have been past that at this point, right? I I would think so. That's what I'm saying is, like, is is they weren't... None of the episode, it seems like they're quite sure why they're fighting with each other, why they don't like each other. It's just, it's just a bunch of things thrown at the wall and hoping something will stick. Yeah. Is my impression, and which is none of it came across the exact very analogy well. I use for Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is yeah, 
And I, I think that that's how it came across, and it came across as very half-hearted, and because of that, like, the, yeah, the resolution between the two sisters at the very end, you know, with Alex knowing that Kara is going to come save her is very sweet. Um, I love that Except moment. Kara took a while. <laughs> yeah, like, she she took her time, like, figuring out, oh, shit, Alex is in danger. Do I like, disobey Eliza? Or who answers do I the say phone like that, Kara? Someone in trouble. Um, I know that you're but, a baby, but come on now. And so I knew the sheriff was the bad guy immediately. I didn't know uh, uh, immediately, but I knew it wasn't the teacher. As soon as she went to Kenny's parents' house, I knew that the sheriff was the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, like the, min- the minute he was like, oh, like you shouldn't be here, like blah, blah. I'm like, that guy is bad. That guy is the one that killed everyone. Um, I was immediately suspicious of him then, um, but it seemed a little too cliche to have him be the bad guy. No, it's 2000. It's 2007. Of course it's him. I know, but it just (laughs) seems so easy. I know. So it turns out that he killed Kenny because Kenny... I can't even take that seriously. (laughs) Kenny telescope pictured him... Buying drugs from a Canadian drug dealer because so many Canadian drugs come over the border. Um, this is the point I wanted to tell a story though. Okay, I went to school in the University of Rochester, so we did some races in Canada. Um, so it was my first year rowing, and this was before passports were needed. But so we had a race in Canada. We were coming back. We were novice rowers, and we reached the border. And the two people in the van that did not have passports were the two with the most ethnic names. And I mean, this is one was Polish and there was literally not a vowel in her last name. Mm-hmm. And one, um, she was Mexican and uh, she had a hyphen in her name. So they, everyone showed their passports, um, S&E um, come up because the border patrol was like, I need to see these two. Looks at E, who's blonde, like white, um, the Polish one. Mm-hmm. And was like, oh, you're fine. And then S comes and he's like, where are you from? She's like, Ann Arbor. And she's like, that's a mighty long last name from someone from Ann Arbor. And he's like, can you say your name for me? And he like kept questioning her. And then we like <sighs> finally left and we're like, did she, did they think that like we were having someone from Mexico in our van from Canada to do something illegal to bring them to America? Yeah, for rowing. It was just like eight or nine freshmen and college girls. Really? All of us had passports except for these two girls. You look at the blonde with no vowels in her last name. And you're like, you're fine, Ella. And then you look at Sophia and you're like, nope, you have two names. I'm going to question you. Yeah. So that's why, like, when you were They're talking horrible. about, like, the Canadian drug stuff, I, like, that's what came up in my mind. Of, like, when they, even when they mentioned it in the episode, that was the first thing that came up to why it was that, was that incident. I think that they ridiculous. were just trying a little too hard to flip the, the drug thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll never forget that. It was crazy. Clearly, you guys were smuggling in children. Yeah. Um, so I have some clarification on a lot mm-hmm. of the backstory from season one of Supergirl. Um, the Danvers did you, sisters... Did you listen to a thing I said or were you researching the whole time? No, I was listening to what you said. <laughs> it was a very good story. Horribly racist. Uh, the Danvers sisters met in junior high school. So the scenes that we see of younger Kara is well, from... Like three years after. Where it's from junior high school. So it's like... I, I'm guessing, yeah, it's probably about three or four years prior to the events of uh, this week's episode. That doesn't really make sense. So it seems like, um, so it says uh, that, uh, so the scene that we that we saw earlier about uh, Kara and Alex going flying. Mm-hmm. And then there's the ultimatum of uh, Jeremiah working for the DEO. Either work for the DEO or we'll take Kara away. Mm-hmm. And Hank Henshaw blackmails him. Um, it says then a year later is when uh, Jeremiah is killed. So I think that the whole timeline is kind of thrown off because it makes it seem like Jeremiah is killed pretty uh, close to uh, the timeline from last night's episode. So do we think 
But there was no reason to make them the same year. Besides that one scene. Besides that which... one scene, there's no point in them being the same year. And honestly, yeah. the only point of that scene is to show that Kara is not as smart as she thinks she is, which could have been accomplished by not having Alex in class with her. You know what I mean? Like, But the real point was making an Isaiah Washington reference. Right, because it's the CW. Um, and because he's probably not coming back to the 100. I'm really behind. Oh, sorry. No, but I don't care if you spoil me. Oh, and also the friend, um, let's see. Alex's best friend since high school was Vicky Donahue. That's the stuff that makes, like, I, it makes me angry because there's really no point to make that change. It is established that Kara's younger. It's established that she's been there a while. Yeah, and so it, why it, make these small little? It, again, my my biggest pet peeve. I have a lot of them, but like my, my the reason I'm ups- I nitpick a lot, and I know that, and I I I I try to approach it with like understanding my nitpickiness of being like there's certain things that like. Yeah, I'm nitpicky, but those are things that just annoy me, not things I care about, really. Right, that have to fit but, within the time constraints yeah. of a TV show. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I get that. Like, it's things I'll point out. Like, I'll point out if something's wrong, but doesn't mean I really care. It's just something I notice. But there's certain things that I hate be- when I watch something and there's something so glaringly wrong that it feels like they don't care or they think we're stupid. Yes. And it's like, I'm, I'm like a, Lena I'm not knowing that car is Supergirl. Yeah. And that's, and I think that's them being obnoxious more, but I think for certain things, there's points where it's like, I'm a viewer and I'm an avid viewer, but I'm not getting paid to watch. You're getting paid to write this show. The fact that I can point something out just from like, I remembered in this season, they said this and that this is contradicting that. The fact that I, as a viewer, realize that and you as a fucking writer getting paid for this show doesn't makes me mad. It's like, do your job. Have a have a board. Have a book. Have something that you could look back at and be like, we can't do this because we've said this. Right. Like, like that just really uh, makes me annoyed. There should be fact checkers. Like, obviously, there are people yeah. within the TV and- show that that you know it's their job to know the history of these things and it says here that eliza told the girls and i remember this now that that uh um jeremiah was killed in a car crash and i think i remember that alex never really believed that and so and that's why she kind of blamed cara because she knew that her dad had to go work for somebody else because of cara and that's why she's kind of cold toward cara but it, it just it didn't and none of it came across clearly. None of it came across in a way that that made sense yeah. in terms of the already established story. And because of that, emotionally, it fell flat. Like, And it's funny, though, that I didn't even think about the grade thing. Because, again, I was just assuming that she was a vast placement. And I'm like, oh, if she was advanced placed in math and she was a class based in science, they just advanced placed her in everything. Um I, I don't think I would have actually ever been annoyed about this until we talked. So thanks, Jen. You're welcome. Um, I'm glad that I could bring some annoyance into your life. I think, I think honestly, while I love the casting um, for the Danvers sisters, I think that they did a great job with what they had. I actually would have preferred um, some kind of a moment between a more grown like to use to use Melissa and Kyler instead like maybe when the girls are in college and like before mm-hmm. uh Jean comes in and helps Alex you know maybe there's some kind of uh coldness between them then you know what i mean like i, don't I think, think there's that... ever going to be coldness again after that episode i think that was kind of the point yeah, I mean, I don't i don't know. I just Which i think that i think that emotionally it would have been a lot harder for us to watch Cora and Alex as the character like the the same actors that we have grown to like Oh, you mean this entire love. episode as them in college. As them, like yeah, okay. as Kyler Lee saying. and Melissa Benoist. I think that had they used those two actors and shown the two of them as being uh angry and kind of hateful 
toward the other one, that would have hit more emotionally because we have grown to like love these two sisters. Like to so to see those two fighting with each other and then get a resolution, I think that that would have been better. Obviously, it doesn't work with high school because they're beyond that, but now what I'm thinking is what they could have done. And again, what we were hoping to have is maybe make this not a two-part episode, but like um like a three-act episode. Okay. So like what happens is this doesn't get resolved yet and they come home or Alex comes home from college and something comes up and maybe Kara didn't know that Kenny and Alex did this tutoring thing. So this whole thing happens. Kara still thinks that Alex doesn't give a shit and Alex comes home from college. Kara would be maybe a senior at this point and something is unearthed about this whole scenario, this whole mystery. And so, like, we have the initial, okay, they come to their parents' house, blah, 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 flashback to the initial thing, and then a little fast forward, them being Melissa and Kyler, Kyler coming home from college, and it's unearthed again. And then they have to deal with it as the two of them. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe something like that, that because it, this, even though the actors, again, were great, it it felt so much like a filler episode mm-hmm. that I was never fully invested in it. Again, like, that's where, even if they didn't do what I just said, just a pullback midway, just one pullback. Something, something to, to, like, to, to tug at the heartstrings and, and remind us that we are actually watching yeah. Supergirl with these characters that we have invested ourselves yeah, in so for three years. You know, even like, I, say they wake up and just one scene like that, they don't even need to talk. They could just be like, Alex just looking around the room, Kara just being outside with the telescope, looking out to the town she grew up with. Just that scene alone, mid episode, mm-hmm. would have been better. Um, you know, it's just I think it's it's really it, it's kind of I don't know it's kind of sad for me to have the episode that we had last week with losing Sanders, mm-hmm. and then to get an episode this week where we get five mm-hmm. minutes of like actual Kara and Alex time. Yeah. You know, like. Yes, yeah. it was a whole episode about the Danvers sisters, but not the Danvers sisters that we know. I agree. Yeah. So I'm just going to try to wrap this part up so we could just move to two more things that I do want to talk about. So the episode ends. I think we even might have talked about this. Kara saves Alex. She busts through a, a wall. That wall maybe kills the sheriff. Maybe doesn't. Who knows? They save each other. They decide that they're never going to be apart. They love each other. They're sisters. Alex gets the first dibs on the bathroom in the morning. The end. Which still doesn't really kind of address the Alex descent that she goes through in college. But okay, anyway. That's true. So let's just talk about the present day now. They get there. Alex is upset. When she's drinking that whiskey in that single bed that she grew up in was one of the most heart-wrenching things. I don't know why, but like just her with that glass of whiskey... Just like, oh. Because... I think it's just, for whatever reason, Kyler Lee has this ability. She has this ability to just completely grip my heart. You know, she did, it was in Grey's Anatomy watching her uh, as Lexi and then, you know, watching her as Supergirl. Anytime she shows an ounce of emotion, I feel it. And it breaks my heart. So sitting there and watching her yeah. on that single twin bed, like, just it, it's yeah. so depressing and so, like, way more emotional than any of the stuff that Kara went through after losing Monel. Oh, but then that conversation. This is, again, this is the crux of the episode. We spent so much time talking about shit. That talk was so amazing to put Kara in her place. Yeah, she and um, she needed it. Yeah, and I actually, I actually wrote down some of the quotes. It just it made me so angry. Like, Kara just, I love her, and again, I think she's just such a younger sister where she just doesn't get it. And like, here, you don't get to shut down for six for what six months when Monel goes, and now sit here and you tell me to talk. Yep. Like, thank you, Alex. Thank you, because you don't you don't get to do that. 
people don't get to do that. You don't get to be there being like, shut off, don't let me in, and then you expect me to let you in. You don't get to be the one that's the loved one. You don't get to be the one that doesn't share and gets to be broody, but expects me to let you in with open arms. It's reciprocal. It is one of those things that is reciprocal because it's about trust and it's about openness. And it's not about like being spiteful, but you can't expect me to be open with you about this when you are not willing to be open with me about that. That means that you don't trust me. And maybe you don't trust anyone, but why do you expect me to open my heart and open my wounds for you when you would never do that for me? It was a necessary moment, I think, between the two of them because of how hard Kara shut down everything in her life for six months after Monel left. I love her. I love the character. I love who she is. And she's so nice and cute, but she she banks on that. She leans on that. You know what I mean? Always. No matter how. And I think that's part of why she she gets upset that she's not taken seriously. But part of it's because she banks on this cuteness. When she tells Alex, you're edging on mean drunk and I only signed up for sad drunk. I, I actually stopped and I was like, what did she just say? <laughs> Like, who does she think she is? You're here saying, I'm supporting you, Alex. I love you. I'll do whatever you want. And then Alex gets drunk and upset because she's hurting. She's dying inside. And you're like, I only signed up for sad drunk, Alex. I don't want mean drunk. I'm going to go to bed. You don't get to choose how somebody grieves. You signed up for everything. You brought her here and you signed up for everything. You don't get to pull that. You don't get to be like, I'm... I'm choosing what I want to handle for you. Like, I want you to open up for me, but you start being mean drunk? Nope, sorry, I didn't sign up for that. You can only only open up in the way that I tell you how to open up. And that, I don't know, is that Kara as a person? I don't know, like, is that what they're putting forward this episode, or is that her? I don't know. Or is that her here? I don't know. I don't know that I I loved that, or maybe it was just they were just trying to continue the Danvers sisters antagonistic relationship they're still working through it so that then the resolution at the end of the episode could be better I don't know Um, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like Kara especially when dealing with Alex like but I think maybe it also drives home a little bit of the uh, relationship that they have established you know Alex is always going to be a lot sweeter and more understanding of Kara than Kara is of Alex because it's Alex's job to be protective of Kara. That line just that line just maybe and I don't think I would have been as angry about that if they stayed home and if she was taking care of Alex at her house. Right, but because but she brought her all like, the way to their childhood home. I I don't think I wrote the whole the whole line down, but she was like, "I'm sorry I broke the imaginary rules for this weekend I didn't ask for." That enti- that entire scene, Alex stole because Kara was being a little shit. It's like you you wanted me to come. You said come. I actually thought they were gonna fly there. I was a little upset they didn't. Um, but she didn't think this through. And like even online, people were like, "Oh, haha, you didn't think this through, Kara." I'm like, she doesn't think this shit through. It's not a new thing. Yeah. She's so impulsive, being like, "I'm gonna do something right." I mean, it ended up working on her favor, but yeah. But not because of her. Yeah. Because of this, because of a flashback the show decided to do. Not because of any real resolution of emotion for Alex. Because of a telescope that was outside. Yeah, because she fell asleep in her home that she slept in as a kid. All right, um, let's wrap that. Let's wrap this up. What is your thoughts on the conversation the morning after? I mean, I mean, I I think that that was the best part of the episode. I like the rest of the episode was kind of crap. That moment was was great. I thought part of that moment was great. I thought that the first half of when she walked out and they're talking was so painfully exposition of what we just spent forty minutes watching. 
But the ending was nice, though. Like, that's the thing is, like, I feel at home with you always. Like, that part, I cried. But when they're like, oh, remember Kenny? Oh, Kenny was when I first felt like a human. Oh, Kenny was when I first realized you were my sister. I'm like, we just, yeah. spent, we just spent 30 minutes watching that. Why are you retelling us? And you know how I feel about exposition. You right. know how I feel about un- about forceful expo- exposition. Like, somehow make it gel more smoothly than that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It 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 wasn't it wasn't great. Um, I think it for pulled me, me out of the moment. I mean, up until that point, it wasn't great for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it I think that that was kind of just like, eh, this is what I'm coming to expect at this point. So it wasn't even that jarring for me. I think, yeah, I think the highlight was definitely uh eliza when she says to to alex strong girl brave girl and kisses her on the forehead and then alex says not yet and then eliza says no rush and i think that that i think that for me was a a really great moment you know between mother and daughter because alex and eliza have always kind of had a contentious relationship Mm -hmm. because Eliza has put this pressure on Alex to be Kara's protector and to, you know, mm-hmm. watch out for her younger sister. And I think that that's why they have a contentious relationship because Eliza doesn't want Kara to be this superhero. She wants her to just be a normal girl. And Alex yeah. lets Kara go out and be Supergirl and that kind of you know, drives a, a bigger wedge between the two of them. But it's very clear that Eliza loves Alex, you know? And, like, yeah, the scene yeah. where Alex comes out to Eliza is really wonderful. Um, you know, she's so accepting of Maggie right off the bat. It's clear that Alex, or that Eliza adores Alex. And she wants all of the best things for her strong and independent daughter. Um, so... I don't know. I thought that that was a, a really sweet yeah. moment. I would have liked more things between them. Okay, so it ends with them driving home and Kara's outfit? <laughs> yeah, she's wearing an ascot. <laughs> it wasn't an ascot. It was just a bandana around her neck, but oh, oh my god. Yeah. And then that line by Alex, which was the kicker for me she tells Kara like you can't drive you're not bad she's like well you let me drive up she's like well then I didn't care if we got in an accident and Kara's like well that's progress and that's when I lost it mm-hmm. like that to me was like because <laughs> I think part of me has even before last week resigned that they were breaking up and it was going to be over so part of me was like I am ahead of Alex in my grieving process for this really obviously I'm not actually engaged to that Maggie <laughs> but besides that like I'm a little ahead of her on this so to me it's like I'm I, I've distanced myself so I kind of forget where she is in it and like where her head is it is that like she just lost her fiance right and I was kind of put back that line it's that line probably more than any other line put me back there uh, more than like I couldn't imagine waking up without her in bed more than anything else that line was like reminded this is the me mood that she was in where that this is she how is. close to the end yeah. of the breakup she is yeah and like it just kind of was like oh yeah like she just lost the love of her life the person that that let her see who she was the person that re- made her realize she could be happy and it's more than just losing a fiance. It's losing, it's losing her coming out. Oh, like not really, but it's it's losing a part of that. You know, it's losing a part of that experience. And so that line, more than anything, oof. Yeah, that 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 line got to me too. Hitting that that low point in her life where she just she just didn't care anymore. And, um, it, you know, I mean, it kind of comes across as an offhand line, but I think it's a really important one. Like, I think it was, 
I think it was meant to be kind of joking because mm-hmm. of the nature of the relationship between Kara and Alex. And, you know, it was already resolved at that point. Um, but I will say that I will be disappointed if in the future, if like, this is it, like if we don't get any more like stumbles or roadblocks for Alex and her grieving process, like it feels like it's a cop out for them to have done this flashback and have Alex sleep for a night and then have that be her, okay, I'm over at Maggie now, you know? I mean, I don't want them to harp on it. I don't want her to, like, always be sitting and upset. But, like, I, I, I'm kind of upset at, like, I don't know. I, I just I just hope that this is not it in terms of Alex grappling with those emotions. Because, like you said, she didn't just lose a fiancé. She lost this connection to her identity. And in, in realizing, you know, who she is as a gay woman... Um, you know, now she's, she's kind of said goodbye to that tether to that world, you know? And so she has to make it on her own now. And and she has like no tether to any social community. Set aside gay community. She has no community. (laughs) Her community is the DEO. Yeah. And that is how she met Maggie. She met her through worth, luckily, because she doesn't socialize. And again, I think she's hooking up with Sarah Lance. And I hope when she comes back to her world, because they don't live in the same universe, Mm -hmm. um, that she grapples with that a little bit. That's not just, I hope that's just not something that happens and she comes back. She's like, well, that happened. Or if that is something that happens, that's part of her being like, that's something that happened. I can just sleep with people. Like one way or another, it has to be a part of the process. I don't want her to just sleep with Sarah and be like, nah, that happened in a different world. I'm going to come back and be the same person I was. Right. Because that's part of her process. And Sarah Lynn sleeping with people is part of a lot of people's process. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was part of my process. So that's really it. We know that a lot of stuff's happened in the past week regarding the DC universe and the showrunners and we don't really have time to talk about that now because we went really long um on an episode that we really didn't care about i just want everyone to know that i think what i've come out of this week i don't know about you jen but the past month is things are changing and these are shows especially supergirl and especially legends not quite as much flash and not quite as much arrow but these are very female-oriented shows. And I think that the women of all of these shows, even Arrow and Flash, have really galvanized. Right. And I just think it's a time of reckoning. And I think, as negative as I sound all the time, I'm an optimist. <laughs> um, and hopefully, hopefully the stories reflect it. I think there has been some stuff online where Chris Christopher Woods said his full name? Christopher Wood. He talked about Manel a little bit, and I know haters are gonna hate, so they're like, oh, you didn't say this in the past, but he was talking about some of the flaws that he even saw in Manel. And I think that if everyone starts to see the flaws in certain male characters and the and the privilege that male characters have that are we find acceptable but don't find from emails and if showrunners start creating shows with that mentality that we're gonna start seeing change yeah um, i that that is also my hope too by calling them out and so many coming out of the woodworks like this yeah. that i think it's really important yeah so that's it also if you haven't heard kyler lee is going to be at Clexicon. hopefully i'm going to be there anything else jen uh, I don't have anything else. Uh, make sure you follow us over on Twitter. I'm at Jen Starrook. I'm at TV with APB. Our uh, podcast Twitter is Super Trash Cast. And we now have a Gmail. So you can email us with any questions you have about life, about the show, um, at Super Trash Cast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Okay, till next week. Bye. Bye.
Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 